Officially no snacks. No snacks this week of Dan Round. James. We've got feedback. Raph. No snacks. No snacks. No pasty shapes, no chips, no crunchy little um, chocolate balls. No, no delights. No, no pretzels. It's all out. Well, we'll crack a tin, but I think that's that's table stakes. Yeah. You can handle one kind of tin crack yeah. and, some, and perha- so, perhaps a sip or some glugs, but no, you're right. We hear you. We see you. We've heard the feedback. No more crunching. No more crunching. Crunching's out. We've done our crunching pre-microphones being turned on. You know, we're going, we're big leagues now. Hundreds of paid subscribers. Hundreds. You know, people are paying for it. So we're a bestseller. We're a Substack bestseller. Substack tells us bestseller. Gives us a little tick. Bestseller. You can go check for yourself. Um, and those people are obviously not paying to hear disgusting little mouth sounds. No. You know? But you know what? Being a Substack bestseller gets us access to. Go on. Substack notes. Everyone has access to that now. No, Substack beta. Substack notes beta. Yeah, that's that's done. It's well and done. But it di- I'm trying to- <laughs> Oh, you're ginning up I'm energy. Doing a ju- okay. No, I'm doing a, a segue. It's a segue got it, again. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Fucking hell. That's, I'm 0 from 2 on segue attempts. I'll leave it to you. I'm 100%. Text. Text. Text on social media. Posts. Communicating via text. It's a novel idea now these days when everyone's doing funny little TikToks and dances and videos and memes. Not audio. No, that's kind of, I think that died. A brief attempt. It is actually funny, huge, not what we're talking about today, but the kind of audio thing, it does probably suit Twitter best, the live audio Thing, yeah. the, the clubhouse. I'm just not convinced that is that meaningful for the vast majority of people, basically. Or there's a business model around it. No. I mean, like, obviously, audio's got a thing. You listen to a podcast, so you must. Yeah, yeah. podcasts we know are good. Yeah. But, you know, even the podcast world is now merging with the video world. Yeah, yeah. We don't have a video aspect. To our own detriment. but so we, we, You know, we probably should, and it's on our list of things to do. But here's the thing with the video podcast. Again, we're way off track, but- it doesn't add that much to the actual quality of the content. No, right? totally. It's, it's, it's purely like- It's a, a lizard brain thing. It's a distribution play. Yeah, because obviously like people do sit there and watch two people talking on YouTube. There's also the ambient content thing where like people are cooking and they just have something on and certain households, they, they just have something on all the time. And that something is usually like YouTube and it'll auto play whatever's next and blah, blah, blah. And so YouTube is, for those who didn't know, the number one podcast platform in the world. Yeah. What I mean by that is Joe Rogan will put out a podcast that's audio and video and the YouTube video is going to get way more plays than basically all of the other audio listens combined. Yeah, like, totally. So, a lot of people are consuming it as audio, like they'll just have it in the background while they're doing shit. Yeah, it just happens but, to have a video on or whatever. Because, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are people who sit there and watch all three hours of a Joe Rogan podcast and you know, power to them. I respect you as a human being. I don't respect your choices or behaviours or preferences. We're not... Advocating in, in for- a Christian in a Christian sense, I reach out to you and observe you as a child of God. But next thing you know, we'll we'll have some like schizophrenically edited podcasting with like the Minecraft videos underneath it. Yeah, yeah. Pa- paired up, Subway Surfers, iPhone game. But for now, it's a distant glimmer. No, we're talking about text today. We're talking about text. Text is obviously the oldest form of communication, apart from speech. 
Yeah, the written word. And dance, probably. But, you know, the moment that they crystallized human thought. Art, and- I'd say. <laughs> okay. Fourth. It was a fourth. Okay, it was fourth, fifth. I don't know. But, you know, text, writing. It's when we crystallized human thought into permanent form. Mm-hmm. And civilization sprung from that. In the digital world, it was the first form of okay. digital communication. We, you know, we love to go back. In we love to plumb the depths of history. But you're right, yes. Obviously, it's fallen off in recent years. Facebook used to be a text platform. Yeah. And it has drifted away to being- God brain, knows. Brain, brain dead reels. I don't really look at it that often. The remaining like flag bearer for text social media was Twitter, basically. Yeah. Twitter started as like a microblogging platform, has maintained a thread. Yes, it's added all those other things, but the core of Twitter is still text. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the sharing of thoughts and ideas and what have you. Um, which is pretty rare. You know, Tumblr also had a bit of that energy, although that was also very image and photo driven mm. from the start. As far as like public publishing of text, it really, because obviously text is still very popular privately, group chats, et cetera, et cetera. But public sharing of words is Twitter to the extent where like, if one were to do it on Instagram, despite the fact that it has captions, they're more likely to take a screenshot of notes. Yeah. Yeah. Like in that they're still posting an image, effectively. Yeah. Well, I think we can we can get into talking that a bit because the reason we want to talk about it is, and we're bringing it up now, is that obviously Twitter is going through an interesting period right now. Mm. Obviously, Elon Musk acquired it, still kicking along. A lot of people are using it, but well, the nature of social networks is the network effects are very powerful, right? Like it's very hard to compete with an existing social media site who already is established because they have the network effects. You already follow your friends. Your friends are on it. Their friends are on it. The celebrities are on it. The people you're interested in following are on it. The athletes, the celebrities, the journalists, the writers, whatever, they're all on it. Network effects, the basis of social media. So spinning up a Twitter clone is basically pointless to compete with Twitter when- you know, you don't have the network effects. Like, how are you going to acquire users? Why are people yep. using you and not Twitter? Well, the answer of why are people using you and not Twitter now, well, it's an open question for the first time in 10 yeah, years. Yeah, it, it's, it's an open question. You know, there's still a desire for uh, admittedly a smaller chunk of social media to have mm. to, like, discourse with text. When Twitter was at kind of like the height of its relevance or whatever. And, you know, Twitter always had that weird conflict, which we've talked about, ad nauseum on this podcast, basically, where it was kind of like of all the major social networks, when you compare it to like Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, places like YouTube, whatever, always had a much smaller user base, yeah. but a disproportionately like elite user base. Mm. I include both of us in that calculation. We're both pretty elite. <laughs> I don't mean necessarily in like a social class sense, but like just well, as like an some obje- aspect of our life is highly elite. Just an object. <laughs> Just an objective appraisal of us as people. We're highly elite. You know, it was always smaller, but- There's obviously a need. What social media always came up when it was like a newsreader would come up on the screen. Like their Twitter would be like displayed at the bottom. Yeah. Or like, talk to us on here. Talk to us on here. It's because it was the text, ideas, thought platform. So I want to break that down a little bit because I think there's multiple aspects there. One, yes, it's way more public than 
Facebook, obviously. Facebook, you know, typically started as a friends network and has never really shook that off. I know that years ago they allowed for public profiles, obviously pages they allowed for, but it never really was the same. Like a, a journo is probably not going to have their own Facebook page and converting your personal Facebook page to a public page is yeah, it was always a very bit, weird. A bit weird. A lot of people have done it. Yeah. But it's, it's always been a bit awkward and strange, yeah. Then Instagram obviously is much more public, but then the content again, out of like the history of Instagram is like it's more personal, more lifestyle, blah, blah. And also importantly, a business can't really leverage someone's Instagram as well. Like if you're, again, a journo or uh, someone who works in corporate but wants to have a public face because you might be, you know, an executive at a big company or whatever it is, a company is less likely to try and leverage your Instagram. You can tweet links. You can tweet yeah, uh, totally. About links. You can you can quote tweet, etc. You can quote be part of the conversation. You can leverage your Twitter to support whatever your job is and blah blah blah. Much better than you can at any other social network. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like a bunch of factors yeah. in there. Yeah. The reason we bring it up is because yes, Twitter is kind of like I'm not gonna say crashing and burning, but it's like definitely going through a bunch of struggles. It's sort of it is definitely a much more I would describe it as a lot more of like a right wing network now. <laughs> What? Than it was honestly, without even getting into weird culture war shit, it's a worse experience. Yeah, like, like- I'm finding it worse to use. I still we talk about this. I'm a text guy. I'm not a big poster, but you know, I'm a consumer. You're, absor- you're always absorbing. I'm absorbing exactly. Um, I'm a sponge. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, even though it seems like the rest of like the online content universe is like diverting towards video, mm. which it obviously is. Mm. You know, we've got we've talked about a lot. The idea of that kind of TikTok firehose of content being replicated everywhere. Yeah, pure algorithm. You know, every platform copied stories, the stories format from Snapchat, that kind of like is now a drive the internet. Images over and over, stitch into story, whatever. You know how it goes. But even though that's the case, there are still kind of like vultures circling around Twitter slipping up mm. and people are kind of looking for alternatives. Yeah. So it started with Mastodon as being like a Twitter alternative, open, free, accessible protocol. Didn't really work. No. Too that- confusing. Let's be honest, though. Let's break down why Mastodon, sure, it has its core users. I'm sure listeners of us might be avid Mastodon users. IT guys. Um, yeah. But the onboarding is just horrible. You know that it, occasionally you stumble on, you're looking for something specific, like a, a specific problem, and there'll be like a CNET guide on it, but it's actually on the most obvious thing ever. I was trying to do some smart home thing that was like quite complex, but everything just kept coming me, like bringing me back to like how to add a light to HomeKit. I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to create like a mesh network thing. Like, blah, blah, blah. like that's not what I'm trying to do. But, and it's like, why do people need a guide for this? You open HomeKit and press plus and then press light. Like, why is there a guide for this? But Mastodon is one of those programs that you do kind of need a guide. Like yeah, you need yeah. to have another tab open explaining how the hell to even create an account in this friggin' place. Yeah, it was too um, ideological. It was like we're a federated group of servers yeah. and like built like this message about like moderation, selecting your own kind of like experience and communities or whatever. But literally the user journey is, okay, you go to mastodon.com.org, whatever the, like the homepage of Mastodon. You Google Mastodon, you click on the top link that is the official Mastodon homepage and it's like sign up and you click the sign up button and it takes you to like a FAQ explaining, <laughs> explaining a federated network and now you have to choose a server and like here's another link to like a list of different servers with different names and it's like, what? I want to sign up. Like I want to enter my email, choose a friggin' password and a username. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Mastodon, Mastodon, not so good for that. It was all about, <laughs> you know, finding your own patch. So, I mean, like, this is probably a good time to bring up is that one of the reasons 
even before Elon Musk acquired Twitter and all that sort of stuff, text is easily kind of like the most contentious form of social media, right? Because it naturally dev- devolves into kind of like partisan bickering. Yeah. People get at each other's throats in text so much more aggressively than they do on any other form. Even like, you know, TikTok can be a pretty vile place in terms of like people getting into like drama and arguments and beefs or whatever. Mm. But like it's so hard to follow. People are they stitch with other people's videos yeah, on TikTok. Yeah. And like on YouTube they do response videos and then people argue in the comments. On Twitter, someone is at someone's throat about something. Yeah. Or someone has made an ill-advised post and got cancelled and yeah. had like nine million people scream at them. There's no other format that's better than text. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to, like, ruin your life in text. Well, I heard that uh, this is people basically comparing, like, NBA's numbers are falling and subscription numbers are falling and revenue is, like, under threat, blah, 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 whereas F1 is on the rise. And I heard someone doing basically a juxtaposition between, between the two. And to be clear, NBA is still, like, so much bigger than F1. But Formula One apparently forbade their drivers and teams from using Twitter but fully promoted them using Instagram for that reason. Whereas a basketball star can fire off an opinion about COVID on Twitter very easily or reply to a tweet from Biden or Trump or who knows, it leads to God knows what. On Instagram, it's a lot harder to get yourself into trouble. Yeah, exactly. Text is the... It's the best format for expressing yourself and having free speech and doing whatever. It's also the easiest format to, like, click a button and ruin your fucking life. (laughs) Yeah. And this has led to, like, it leads to these problems of, like, organization and moderation and all this kind of stuff, which you get on an insane level that you don't get through other Mm. other formats. So this is one of the reasons that people were like, we don't want a platform like Twitter where all the discourse and the writing and the output of opinions of the human race is being, like, moderated by a group of, let's say, a couple of dozen people in San Francisco mm. who are deciding what you can and can't say mm. or what you can and can't be exposed to or what's something you should ban or not ban. Mastodon kind of came out of that open source, free software kind of vibe where it's like, well, you know, we're just going to set up all these different servers. Yeah, and everyone can be their, their own, own admin. They have their own rules. It's like the, the cross with the, the forums thing. It didn't work because, you know, the only people that are really interested in that are a particular kind of guy. And, you know, it's not just guys, but Mm. I'm going to say it's not a completely 50-50 gender split Mm. who, frankly, you don't want to spend a huge amount of your time around. Well, but also it's because it runs into exactly the same problem. Like Twitter and social media is just an extrapolated version of a forum or of a small community, right, where like at a certain point you need to start moderating at scale, which is a very hard problem. It's like super hard problem, yeah. So like any... So anyone can spin up their own Mastodon server. And if you don't understand what we're talking about, like basically like imagine it's more like an internet forum. It's like it's like a bunch of internet forums stitched together. Stitched together. And so they, you- they can, you, you know, ones can be ejected from the main stitching, <laughs> the, the tapestry yeah. for, for bad behavior or they can be let back. You know, you know, anyway, it's very, it's incredibly complicated and no one bought into it, understandably. No, but admins of a Mastodon server at a certain point have to start creating rules about moderation at scale when they no longer can just like single-handedly pick, you know what, you're just toxic, we don't want you in here. Yeah. And they have to start creating like, moderators who interpret rules and blah, blah, blah. You just get into exactly the same situation. Yeah, like totally. It doesn't fix the moderation problem of Twitter. No, totally. And it, you know, it comes back to the the thing that we've uh, we've said in the past, but it's like, you know, I don't think Elon Musk really understood or grasped the scale of that problem. No. Where it's like you are now going to be blamed 
for every kind of minuscule fucking moderation decision, yeah. which even though you're a big free speech guy, you're inevitably going to have to make. Yeah. Because some people are going to be act like complete freaks. Yeah. But anyway, so obviously Mastodon was like a weird open software, sorry, open source free software kind of vibe. Mm. But even though, uh, and the reason that we're kind of doing this episode right now is that there's a lot of buzz at the moment about Meta. Well, we'll there's two things, Blue Sky and yeah, Meta. There's two, there's two things. Blue Sky, which is, it was originally a project that was really supported by Jack Dorsey while I was at Twitter. Mm. A lot of people think about it erroneously as being like a Twitter project within the core Twitter team, but it wasn't. It was just like really closely supported and watched by Twitter. It was like Jack Dorsey's big dream that they were going to build a version of Twitter which was kind of like Mastodon. Yeah, it's basically just a Mastodon version of Twitter. Yeah, where it's like open protocol like email. Yeah. You know, nobody owns it. And when we talk about protocol, like, so James and I could start up a down round version of Twitter, basically. And your username would be, or if it's the, like, both Blue Sky and Mastodon use the same model, would be whatever you choose, big titty goth boy or whatever, at downround.bluesky.social or whatever. The, you know, I know Mastodon's Mastodon.social. I don't know what, bluesky's.com? Uh, I can't remember, yeah. Dot whatever. Don't know what the top level domain is. So your that's kind of like your home Twitter network. Now you still can follow people outside of of the Downround Federation, I guess. What are they called? I don't know, server, yeah. whatever. But it's just like that's just your home server. That's right. The idea is that Blue Sky are building something called the AT protocol, which is kind of like a um, text video communications protocol, and then you can build whatever kind of software you want on top of that yeah. to kind of like view the content within. And Blue Sky is just one of those. Yeah, and, and- so, for example, though, an organization could create uh, a server that's, like, internal to them and you can build certain rules around, like, your uses, server or whatever. And it uses the same product, yeah. So, if you, yeah, if you work at Telstra or whatever, they could internally have the telstra.bluesky.com or whatever internal server for only people who work at Telstra would have, like, an account at Telstra and it's only used internally or whatever that's it right. is. That's right, yeah, yeah. So, it, you can access it in whatever different ways. And there's all kind of ideas that come from this. It's like, okay, well... The Australian government could have our own. You know, I could I could have my Raphael Dixon at Australia.bluesky.com and that's my identity verification that I can use online as like as this digital ID that confirms that what I'm posting or the document I'm signing or whatever is really me and blah, 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 blah. Like all these big dreams. Yeah. So it started off as like a really bold, I mean, it still kind of is, to like build this protocol, which you, it's like email. No one thinks about email as being like political or politicized. Mm. It's just like it's an open protocol that gets accessed by all different kinds of providers. And I think for tech people, there's a real attraction here where it's like, you know, no one is talking about shutting down the email pro. No one talks about shutting down Gmail or Proton Mail or whatever. They're all just like completely neutral. Yeah, and no one blames Gmail for the contents of an email that's sent to you. Exactly. It's completely neutral territory. Whereas obviously on Twitter, the moment someone posts something horrible, it's not just a problem for the person who posted it. It's a problem for Twitter for allowing it mm. to exist. Or copyrighted content, yeah. etc. Blue Sky, the AT protocol, they kind of want to resolve this problem. Mastodon did to a certain extent, but from a different direction. But that was kind of the grand vision, still is. But also, Blue Sky wants to be or is building itself up as and is being treated as, oh, it's a Twitter alternative. It's basically a Twitter clone. It's a Twitter clone and a Twitter alternative where you can get away if you don't like what Elon Musk is doing. Yeah, it's, that's, that's literally basically how it's being pitched. It's funny for them doing it as like, oh, it's an open protocol. The way they're rolling it out right now is like very, very tight, mm. classic social media 
kind of like clubhouse kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, invite like only. Invite only, and it's like every person that signs up only gets a very small number of invites. Oh, and it's- I should say, unlike Mastodon, whilst it is that federated structure, you sign up to username dot bluesky dot like as in you are. There's one server and it's the Blue Sky server. Apparently, you can create your own server. I, I have. I've done it with mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm at jrhennessy.com and it's hosted or it, it's, it pings off my URL. Yeah, but it basically feels like signing up for Twitter. At least it does. It feels basically like using Twitter. It you don't need to like use Twitter. a fac. There's no video. No, exactly. Once you have the invite code and whatever, it's really, really seamless. But it's interesting. It definitely has a little bit more juice than Mastodon. It has a bit more swag. It's got a nice app icon. It's like anti-icon. It's anti-design. Yeah. It's undesigned. But like there are lots of people on there, I guess you could say like big posters and celebrities and shit have signed up for Blue Sky versus Mastodon. Well, AOC was saying it's great. and You're right. It's like it's the perfect launch. Yeah. Everyone wants to be on Blue Sky now because big celebrities and, you know, in the case of like AOC, she's like political figure or whatever, are endorsing it saying- you want to be on well, this. Well, the one thing that made me think it has the juice. So I got I got an invite and I've been using it a little bit. I guess nice and liberating that there's still not that many people there. Mm. So when I post something, it's almost like early days Twitter. Five people will like it. It's funny. Yeah. But uh the thing that made me think this maybe has some juice is Jimmy Fallon signed up. Mm. So he signed Jimmy up. Jimmy Fallon, he's for you, that's the that's the big symbol. No, 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 but it, was, it wasn't. <laughs> let, let me this let me is, finish. This is the snowball effect. Let, let me finish. Jimmy Fallon signed up. He wait, posted, if you said Trump, no, <laughs> you got to wait. You got to wait. So he signed up. He posted like this really like, casual selfie of him with like a Nintendo Switch with Zelda, the new Zelda on it. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Hey, I'm I'm logging into Blue Sky kind of vibes, and it's really me. It's not like my team doing tweets." And then all the replies were just like people fucking screaming at him over the writer's strike. <laughs> but like getting fucking mad at him. And they're like, you piece of shit. Fuck you. Pay your writers. And it's just like a, a wall of those posts, just people screaming at celebrities. So I was like, it's got the juice, baby. That's, <laughs> this is the thing that makes that makes Twitter work. Yeah, just yeah. like people just choosing someone to hate for a day. Well, it did make it work until... Now every single reply is a blue check saying, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. That's, yeah, exactly. You have to scroll through 900 of those before you actually see like a real hot reply that's funny. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, this is like one of the, I feel like Elon Musk, even though it's, it's very easy to like laugh at him and be like, this guy's a completely red-pilled fucking idiot, which I think is a completely fine stance to take. Surely he would look at the quality of the people who have signed up for his subscriptions that he's boosting. And even he must have, like, a spark in the back of his mind, like, this is not good. (laughs) Like, we need some cooler people here. Replies to tweets is core functionality, right? Like, that is core. Very important is being able to read the replies to tweets. Now those replies are shit. Like, they're not worth checking. If a tweet has more than a few retweets, you know, has more than 100 retweets, it's not worth checking the replies. Because all the other replies are Because, you know. Because all the blue ticks are at the top. And you That's know, the- part of being a blue tick is you get to have your replies service to the top. Meritocracy. You know, down round. We're very pro mer- meritocracy we're, exactly. podcast. We love elevating talent. <laughs> plenty- it's not funny. There were plenty of pl- problems with the old blue check system. And obviously, those people got elevated before. Plenty of problems. But- in a pinch, it meant that all the people at the top of the prize were like relatively prominent or like journalists or like celebrities or whatever. But they also weren't boot. It feels to me right now. They're way more aggressively boosted. It's up. like once the shittest blue tick 
least engaged reply has been posted, then you get to see the best non-blue tick. Yeah. A wall of blue ticks, which anyone can get into, there's far more of them now, until you get to the first non-blue tick actually making a funny comment. As opposed to before, like, yeah, sure, you might have some annoying blue tick, I don't know, sucking up to someone, but trying to be funny also because they know that they exist within a world of replies where people are, like, providing entertaining- Value. No, no, exactly. And value. But, like, the second one might be just someone posting the emoji of, like, the pig with the poo on the bum, you know? like <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great picture. It's a great picture, very funny. You don't see it now. Cause the don't blue see tick, it. You know, the blue ticks don't know. They don't, they don't know the, the culture, the legacy that they're upholding. Although I will say that Blue Sky does have, you know, having vegetated there a little bit and, and read how it's going along, and as I said, it has a bit more of the juice than Mastodon did. Mm-hmm. It does have a bit of the vibe of kind of like a retirement home for like 38-year-old former tweeters. Yeah. You know, guys that are like past their prime. Past their prime. Yeah, I mean, like I could probably include myself in this. Mm-hmm. You know, guy, guys whose posting days are behind them. Yeah. And they're sitting around just reminiscing about the good old days. Yeah. That's not like an energy that you crave for a place that you spend your time. So there's that. No, no one wants to see an aging rock star. No, not exactly. Exactly. It's like seeing uh, Motley Crue on tour in 2023. Mm. You know, they're doing the moves. <laughs> they're going through motions. But is it the same as seeing them on the Sunset Strip in 1985? I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which anyway. leads us to what... You teased earlier and is really the catalyst for this episode. Yep. Which is the fact that- The big boy. Meta, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, etc., are gearing up to launch a text-only social or like text-driven social network. It looks like Twitter. Which will look like Twitter. Except with the Instagram emojis underneath it, like the reactive, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, Instagram yeah. like outline heart and stuff. Yeah. So there's like the only real difference. They've kind of been testing this stuff. Mm. Uh, Instagram statuses. Instagram has statuses which people used for like a week, and now when you look at it, like one of it's your very friends, weird. And one messy. of your friends will, be, and every single time the message is something like, "Oh, I didn't know this feature still existed." But it is fascinating that you know Instagram, Facebook, no Facebook for and Meta, whatever they've been moving away from like text based media for a while, at least like public text based stuff. Yeah, Facebook groups still big, but. Their, WhatsApp their, obviously still their, big. Their biggest focus right now as a company is Reels, you mm-hmm. know, making stuff even more video focused. The whole story of of Facebook and Meta and Instagram, as we've talked about on multiple episodes, is like we are going heavy on video. Yeah. They're gearing up. And Reels is growing. I think we mentioned this on our subscriber-only episode. Reels is working. At the end of the day, we've been critical of Facebook and mentioned that they have like a bunch of challenges, but- the reality is Reels is growing. Yeah, Reels is also creating more advertising space. Like, it is working. Yeah, like, they're brute forcing it into success, for yeah. sure. Obviously, they would love it if Twi- if TikTok were banned. Yes. But- yes, and they're obviously gunning hard for that in yeah. the background. But they're, but they're- well, not even in the background. As we Again, we've mentioned there was articles six, nine months ago about how they'd hired a PR agency to specifically try and plant anti-TikTok stories in major news out- outlets because, yes, the number one good thing for Meta would be TikTok yeah, totally. being banned. But despite all this, the they fact sniff blood in the water. They smell blood in the water. They're like, okay, Elon is kind of like fumbling the bag here a bit. We have space to launch something that I believe they've been experimenting or like building for a very long time. Their uh, text-based social media mm. equivalent, their Twitter, which will, it seems, link really closely to your Instagram social graph. So you'll use your username 
your, your like bio and status will come across from Instagram. Yeah, you log in with your Instagram and, and stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And I kind of get the strategy beyond beyond the fact that they're looking at Twitter and being like, we can get a slice of that. It is interesting that they still think there's a lot of value in here. But also, if you use Instagram, there is like a fuckload of text content on Instagram. Mm. Like people naturally use it to post like, text-only posts yeah. or, like, especially on stories and stuff. Lots of memes get shared. And the sheer volume of accounts on Instagram, which are literally just, like, posting Twitter screenshots. Yeah, yeah. Well, as well as links. The ability to post links is just still... Instagram is not the platform for links. Yeah. And I don't think... I do think it. Um, it's no great coincidence that it comes at the same time that they're opening up to having more links in bio yeah. to, like, crush... What do, what do you call link it? Linktree. Linktree and, and the equivalents. It is interesting because, yeah, there's, there's just a fuckload of text content on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And moreover, right now, if you're if you're more of a B2B or some kind of organization that's selling something that is really high value, like some kind of security software, enterprise level software, yep. you're not going to advertise that on Instagram or Facebook, basically, right? Like yep. these big enterprise level plays or even just things that people might buy, but like like life insurance or something like that, these bigger plays that Google owns, right? Yeah. Like if, if someone's searching for InfoSec provider or consultancy or whatever, Google owns it, you're not going to bother targeting these kind of niche areas that are really high value. Like, the, you know, there might be thousands or tens of thousands a year in the individual case, in the enterprise level case, like you're talking millions of year, a year or hundreds of thousands a year. Like no one's advertising that on Facebook or Instagram. I mean, they might be, but it's, you know, you're less likely to spend budget there. Whereas somewhere like Twitter, as you say, it's a high value audience. I get ads for like Raytheon yeah, and no, shit like that on Twitter, right? No, Twitter ads have always been completely busted. You're more likely on that text-based platform where people are kind of clicking through to articles and reading more and subscribing to the newsletters and blogs and like yeah, totally. reading, like they're reading. You're more likely to be able to push people towards like a, you know, a content play, be it a blog or be it some like information in these Areas where um, people are looking for those big contracts. They don't work on Instagram or Facebook advertising there. So there is like some value I can see for Meta in no, I agree. In opening like, up a text space. There's a whole like spectrum of advertising money that currently goes into like full page ads in a newspaper, mm. which is like, you know, something where you need to read or like absorb the message or the information, which again, yeah, it's not going to work on Instagram. That's where it's more like either something that's immediately impactful visually or like sending you through to a checkout. It's bottom can- of the funnel. Exactly. It's bottom of the funnel, Instagram. It's perfect for that. Spur of the moment purchase is what I mean by yep. bottom of the funnel. Something that you want to have the least amount of friction. I'll bring it out again. Galaxy projection on your room. <laughs> you know, it's like, I didn't know I needed that, but sure. They say they got 50% off, $29. Seems pretty good. We thought we- And I can click twice and buy it. We did have someone comment on our last- post on the Substack from I think our last paid episode that they have the galaxy projection on the ceiling. I've got it too. Oh well I, <laughs> I just it. got it. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. It's in my daughter's room. Oh great. Did she, did she like it? Oh she loves it. Amazing. Did you buy it from Instagram ad? No, Amazon. Okay. It's all it's all the same. It's all the same bucket of shit. Oh it's it's the same. You look on Amazon and yeah there are like forty different ones that look exactly the same that are obviously yep. made in the same factory but Different names, different prices. Yeah. Different, um, and as long as it's prime. Yeah. But I think, you know, it, it is interesting given all this, as I said before, that like these text-based social media, even though 
it's not a money printer like video and um, image based stuff, mm. which is why the main meta products have gone that way. But like, it still maintains a really like strong part of the internet. As I said, you know, Twitter has never been the biggest money printer. It's never made, made a fuckload of money, which is one of the reasons that you know Elon was able to swipe, swipe in and take it, etc. But it attracts a certain kind of user mm. who is, has disproportionate influence. Mm. All the politicians are on Twitter. Well, brands use it for announcements. They're not using like Instagram for like a PR statement. No, no, they exactly like because that's where and ju- like journalists, media mm. love using that. the people that then will take your message and distribute it far and wide through their channels. They're not finding it on Instagram, mm. so it's it's interesting that like it still maintains that like really strong core part of how like social media and internet works, even yeah. though it's not what majority of people use. The interesting thing to me is that it's a separate app, right? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a separate app. You're going to have to download a separate app, which is a little cowardly. <laughs> if they made it a tab on Instagram, all hell will break loose in a good way. <laughs> That'll work. That will work, right? As there is a tab on Instagram, all of a sudden where you can post statuses and everyone you're following can also post statuses. That, that first week would be amazing. Who knows what's going to happen there? But that'll work as well. Like, that will get the uptake if all of a sudden there is just like, a Twitter on your gram, I guess. Well, it may actually pan out that way because, you know. Yeah, this might be like a vague test and they bring it in. Because, like, you know, Facebook have launched a lot of separate apps for things that never ended up, that ended up being features. Mm. Like, you know, Boomerang. Yeah. Like the Boomerang videos where it's like God knows how much money was invested in so you could have a video of like two people putting their fucking mojitos and clinking them and they're going back and forth like yeah, a gif. The secret is to start with the cups in and then pull away. Yeah, exactly. And it goes back and forth, back and forth. It's beautiful. I mean, that started as an app. You had to download Boomerang to do it. Yeah. Now it's um, integrated into Instagram. They had uh, Slingshot, which was like a... I guess the Snapchat was like an early. It was like a personal. Was it? D- did you DM videos or something? It was weird. I'm pretty sure it was like it was like uh, ephemeral video and stuff. It was like Snapchat, yeah. but it was Facebook one. And it was called Slingshot. So, and then you know, obviously now you can kind of do that through Instagram Story or Instagram messages. Yeah, and- I guess Periscope and Twitter, etc. Periscope and Twitter, and then they got yeah, exactly. So it could very well be that they're going to roll it out as an app and see what the take up is, and then maybe and make it work and shit, and then roll it into the into the central platform. And I actually think that they may have like a really good shot at that because they would immediately be able to absorb celebrities. Yeah. And then the second order one who I think is like actually massive, which is like meme makers. Yeah. Like people who sit all day and just like the people who just run like Instagram meme accounts and Twitter meme accounts. It's on the Instagram side, it's people who have like screenshots of funny tweets. Yeah. But on like the Twitter side, it's like people that post like funny videos. Yeah. Like captioned videos. Yeah, yeah. That sort of shit. Comics. Yeah, like that kind of stuff would live really well there. The thing that I think is really interesting and a big question, I think, for like text-based social media, is it even possible to launch one now that doesn't immediately politically polarise? Because the vast majority of them have immediately taken on like a certain kind of political character. So you reckon Blue Sky has got like a kind of anti-Elon leftist vibe? I think it does, yeah, Yeah, 100% does. The It could, I mean, you know, obviously it's going to, be helped by like the social graph. It has like a, a fairly good recommendations engine, which kind of reminds me of the old Twitter one, mm. where it's like recommends you a bunch of things based on, you know, who follows who and whatever. So obviously, it's informed a bit by the people I was following on Twitter that have now moved over. Mm. 
But even generally, everything that I see retweeted or like appear on the what's they have a what's hot feed as yeah, well, yeah. an algorithmic feed, an algorithmic what's hot feed, and it's all people complaining about Elon Musk and like vaguely lefty kind of politics. Mm. It definitely reads like a kind of progressive-ish site. Mm. And I don't obviously we don't need to talk about the fucking like obviously there's Trump's one Truth Social. Parlor, oh, Gab. Parlor Gab. Yeah, yeah Obviously, yeah. those are like right-wing versions of yeah. it. Back when they thought that Twitter was like really left-wing in its moderation and what have you. All these platforms just immediately polarize and they only collect people that have a certain side. Yeah, whereas the- Instagram slash Facebook for Twitter is is going to be a dumpster fire. Of I, every- I feel like it won't be politically polarized. It'll no. just be like the biggest morons of both sides. (laughs) That's why I think that it could be seriously great because, as I said, there's a bunch of celebs and athletes or whatever who never were on Twitter because it it wasn't their space. Writing, typing out words wasn't their space. The visual medium was better. And many will argue it is a better medium, you know, like words are unnatural. The written form is unnatural. Mm. And if they're all of a sudden just like able to post, as I said, the Formula One drivers and teams or whatever who are like restricted to, you get, take a photo and put a caption the mindset. And, oh, perfect. You know, photo of them and their team or whatever. Great. You can't get into much trouble doing that. But all of a sudden, if you've got 280 characters to just run wild. <laughs> yeah, Let's see what happens. I'm for it. I, I, I think it'll work. I'm bullish. I'm bullish on meta Twitter. Uh, you, you are, are you? Yeah. Oh, but they have the paid ticks now as well on Instagram. You know how you can pay for verification on Instagram now? I didn't know that. It's What do you get? You get something. It's a bit different to the Twitter one, but it's the same sort of vibe. Anyone can pay for it. You got to verify your identity, and then um, you also get like accelerated customer support and shit like that. So it's more for business. Yeah, it's kind of angled that way. It definitely has a different. Like there are not people signing up on mass because they think it's going to like like on Twitter. You know, you're asinine. You think you've been shadow banned for years. Yeah, yeah. And like your incredible truth that you're always posting isn't being put in front of the right people. Yeah. And you've know, you got a chip on your shoulder about how the world's been keeping you down. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the Twitter blue subscriber. And Elon Musk is going to fix it all. And also people who want to be able to categorize their bookmarks. Oh, apparently. <laughs> or, or post. <laughs> what percentage of Twitter blue users do you reckon are like, I've been waiting on this bookmarks yeah. feature for years? Although, or they've, they've unlocked, you can post videos that are like eight hours long. <laughs> and the only thing they use it for is to post like, cam recordings of the Super Mario movie. Did you see that? No. There was like one account that was just posting in like multiple sections entire movies. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Immediately used for copyright infringement. That was one of the headlines I didn't click on, but fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I laughs> mean, that's what they were doing. Okay. Yeah, 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 the yeah. article. Because yeah, I, I don't actually get the... Because Elon wants to turn Twitter into like a creator platform. Mm. X. Gonna be X. X. The everything app. He's really supercharged that you can sign up to people's tweets. You can mm. pay you can pay to subscribe to their feed. Which never really worked with the old Twitter. And one of the reasons is that like A, whenever I see one of those long tweets that you can post as like a Twitter blue paper mm. person, I just don't read it. Yeah. Because it's ninety nine percent of them are the worst shit I've ever seen yeah, in my yeah, life. Yeah. Because like it may as well be a bot posting. But it. but that's just like the quality of the people that are mm. posting them. Mm. But also like YouTube has a particular kind of consumption thing. You click through recommendations yeah. and you watch the whole thing. Yeah. You might watch it on your TV. You might watch it on your computer, your whatever. Your smartphone. Most of people's consumption of Twitter is on their phone. Yeah. And it's because they're scrolling a feed. Well, I would assume the average session length is pretty short on Twitter. 
Yeah, or, or shorter. And, like, certainly the amount of time you spend looking at any given post is not very long. No. So, like, behavior-wise, you're asking people to, like, scroll through, see your, I don't know, 35-minute video uploaded. Yeah, and then just stop, stop and just sit there. And watch it. Watch yeah. the whole thing and then go, okay, back to scrolling. Back to scrolling. Let's That's, go. I assume he must have some vision to, like, shake up the homepage so it's got more of, like, a youtube vibe in addition to the feed or something. But by the time you get to that point, you're not really a text. Well, that's the idea, right? And it might be worth as a little late in the episode bonus content. I think we mentioned this in the Elon Musk episode, which was very early, but it's a good episode, I reckon. Like, go back and have a listen. But Elon is obsessed with, like, his original company was called X, and it was like a payments thing, and it emerged with PayPal. PayPal became X PayPal. There's funny stories about, like, when he initially launched X or whatever, they did a bunch of market research and everyone just assumed it was a porn site. And they were asked, like, why X or whatever? And he was like, oh, I just had this vision where you had ads. Like, usually you have, you know, the actual brand versus X and they don't mention the X. Well, in our ads, like, the X always wins those competitions. And that was kind of the extent of the the thinking, the branding around it. But obviously SpaceX, you know, X has always been. He loves it. Yeah, yeah. He loves X. You know, X.com. It's a striking striking letter. And Twitter is now owned by X Corp. Yeah, he's renamed the company. And X is his vision of the the everything app, English WeChat or whatever. He's even trying to pull it away from, yeah, as you say, being a text app. Yeah, yeah. So it is interesting that with all their bucket loads of market research and user behavior and whatever, Meta sits up after all their years of doing the opposite and being like, actually, people are going to want somewhere where they can just post text. Yeah, I'm, which is actually OG Facebook, as you said, yeah, yeah, in fa- a way, except public. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, Facebook used to... Early Facebook, you know, 2008. Well, it didn't have a news feed. Um, well, early news feed, I should say. But there was definitely a bit like, was that 2009, 2008, mm-hmm. 2009? I remember you would look at it of like an evening or something because this yeah. was like very early smartphone era. A lot of people weren't using smartphones. A lot of people were using it on their desktop. Yeah, you'd and log was, in. You'd log in and, like, people would be on the chat, Facebook chat before it was Messenger and, like, there'd just be, like, a constant flow of updates mm. and some people would post, like, four or five status updates every fucking day just with what was going on or whatever. People have little conversations under it and shit. It was the golden era. <laughs> it, was- and I, I liked, it was terrible, actually. <laughs> oh, I mean, unfortunately... You can go back and scroll back to your early Facebook. It's I don't even need to don't scroll. Do it. I don't even need to scroll back because Facebook like force feeds it to me. The memories thing that prompts you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you have new memories and it gives me a post from like 2009. Just gurning off our heads <laughs> at V-Fest. It's just, I, was, I was like, it's a text post. And I'm like, why the fuck did I? Yeah. <laughs> but like, the thing is like, it's embarrassing because you see it in complete isolation. <laughs> you, forget, you forget that, like, back then everyone was kind of posting like that <laughs> and your one singular post was just, like, in a sea of other shit posts <laughs> from other people. But, like, when you see it in a memory, it stands alone mm. amid all the other Facebook stuff, which is not like that. Yeah, here is a reflection of you. <laughs> you were, And you, you just feel like, fuck, was I the only person posting like that? Um, I'm very bullish on... I'm actually not that bullish on this. I think it's going to crash and burn. No, like, I'm bullish on it. I, okay, well, good. We've finally got a down-round disagreement. Down-round disagreement. Down-round disagreement. <laughs> down-round disagreement. Meta Twitter, I don't love the rollout. I would have liked them to be more aggressive and just chuck it as a tab on Instagram. I know they've probably done it, but... This argument, the same argument having 
we're having over this same glass table that we've never replaced because it's the worst surface to have microphones on, but no. we, we still got it. It's ritual. Uh, it's part of the fabric of the podcast. Yeah, it's just why there's all those clunks and shit during our thing. Yeah. It just the vibrations go straight into the mic. That's yeah, all shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, whilst I would have just force fed it straight down the throat like a goose for foie gras, <laughs> still, I'm still, even though it's a separate app, uh, I'm bullish on it. I think that it's going to work. It's going to be anarchy. In a good way. Mm-hmm. So I'm pro. Um, I think it will work for a little bit because people will jump on it and I assume it's going to be pushed really hard for the main app. But I have kind of like the doomery sort of view where it's like the existing platforms that got in at that early era of social media are kind of like locked in. Mm. I think Twitter- People is, don't want to be posting text on Instagram. They just don't want to be doing it. The overhead is too high. If you're someone who liked posting that way, you already would have been to Twitter and maybe you might have been driven away by whatever Elon Musk is doing, that's fine. You're exploring Blue Sky. I think, as I said, Blue Sky's got a bit more juice than um, certainly a lot more than Mastodon, but I don't think it's going to... Yeah, it's gonna. It's still going to be a tough sell. Blue it's a Sky. tough sell. It's going to be end around. But regardless of that, I think it's really interesting that challengers are not looking at Twitter being unstable and weird and becoming sort of a, bit, a lot more psychotic, I think is probably a better way of putting it. And don't go, okay, well, that's the end of that fucking era. Mm. But say, okay, we can actually capitalize on this. There is a market that loves text. Yeah. And there's like an elite market that loves text who are really influential and thoughtful and what have you. Well, we should do a power ranking. Okay. Because there's a bunch. Here are the candidates. Blue Sky, Mastodon, whatever, Meta Twitter, Substack. Yep, Substack Notes. Substack Notes, Twitter itself. Yep, and then I guess other like there's I know there's other random uh, ones. other ones have popped up, but like one of them one of them literally shut down. It was it was a two person team, and it was really popular when the Twitter debacle started. And basically, security researchers were like, "Oh yeah, like all your DMs are public, and possibly also your passwords." And literally, it was like kids. It was like two, yeah, like a seventeen year old and a nineteen year old, and they were just like. You know, they got a million users within like a month and they were just like, we literally don't know what we're doing. We're just shutting this down. This We've caused, like, we can't yeah. handle this. Uh, a bunch of them popped up during the turmoil. It was like post.news and then there's, oh, fuck, there was a few other ones. Mm. But what, they are all firmly in the other category because yeah. I don't think they're taking the world by storm. All right. So you reckon number one, I'm assuming you're saying Twitter. Yeah, just by pure force of forward momentum. It's going to maintain its energy for a little while. I guess we should give it a time limit. So in, let's say, two years. In two years. Yeah, okay. 24 months from today. Yeah. Like obviously, in general, it's best core play, like bet on the incumbents. Yeah. It's the same with AI. We'll get into that in another episode. In general, you want to bet on the incumbents. Yep. But I'm still, I'm going to go out on a limb and go like, nah, meta Twitter yep. will be, have more daily active users than Twitter in two years' time. That's wild. I would not I would not accept that at all. Look, even I feel like that's a long shot. I'm going but for it, an, you're I'm a, just, but what I'm you're a believer. You're a believer. That's fine. Yeah, put uh, I would yeah, I'd put Twitter up there. Controversially, I'm gonna say that the number two is not Meta Twitter, it's Blue Sky. And the reason that I say that is that there's been repeated evidence that like Meta just gives up on shit. Yep. If it doesn't work. And they haven't launched a successful product in a very long time. That isn't like you know something that they've, that they've either reco- that they've acquired basically. Mm. So the moment this like crash and burn, Blue Sky does seem to have a bit of energy about it. I'm gonna give that followed by Meta Twitter, followed by Substack Notes, which no one is using. Yeah, yeah. Well, Substack Notes, I think you know could even be other. Yeah, I'm gonna go one Meta Twitter, two Twitter, three 
blue sky for whatever substack notes slash no four other five substack notes. Yeah, because like you know, like I've, Reddit might have a Twitter equivalent that's better than substack notes. Yeah, to be man, honest, they're a better platform for it. If we take an expansionist view of this, I would just put Reddit number one and say it's already the number one text platform. Yeah, 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 but you know, this news it doesn't have a feed. No, yeah, it is different. But if you're someone who likes typing out long screeds, yeah, yeah. Reddit's on, the platform you're on for Reddit, you. You're on Reddit for it to talk about whatever. Yeah, the Substack notes thing. I don't know why people gave it the time of day. To be honest, obviously we are a Substack podcast, so um, please do subscribe and, and and pay for. Yeah, it. actually, let's do an ad right now. Sorry again to the people who do pay for this. Like, because of the Substack's fucking limited features, you have to listen to our ads, but. <laughs> okay, that is the one negative of being of signing up to Substack Notes. You you will still hear this ad <laughs> in particular, but just search down around Substack and you get an extra episode. What are we doing this week? Something really good. We're talking about the headset because Apple's about to announce its new headset. Um, so we're talking about that. VR. VR. Headsets. We're talking about other ones. That'd be good. As well as the whole back catalogue of all of the other. We've made so many predictions that only our subscribers heard and possibly i'm not saying this is not financial advice but had they put down one thousand dollars on some of the predictions that we made not six months ago they'd be millionaires they'd be millionaires they'd be living in solid gold houses yeah unfortunately but anyway sorry you should sign up to our Substack. but now that we've we've made that clear Substack notes which was like yes their twitter competitor stupid no one uh... it was built around creators it was. It had no real on reason for someone who wasn't a creator, someone who had a Substack newsletter or podcast or whatever, to sign up. No. Well, this is the whole problem with Substack. The entire strategic play, like they are a tool. They basically build themselves as a tool, right? Like for yeah, they're publishers, they're infrastructure. They're an infrastructure business that's like we give you the technology to be able to email newsletters to your subscriber list and monetize that subscriber list. And it's wonderful at that. It's wonderful of that, but that is like a commodified piece of technology. Like, what's their competitive advantage? Like, why Substack and why not someone else? Especially because one of the features they have to offer is that you can move off Substack and take your subscribers with you. So, therefore, they have to try and leverage what they have, which at the moment is like a network of publishers, and create value some other way. We've discussed in the past, they can't really do bundling. It doesn't work for anyone else's business model. Could they create some kind of ad network? Possibly. But one of the reasons people come to Substack is like it's you subscribe and you're avoiding all of the ads and blah, blah, blah. So they're trying to kind of create Substack as this platform that users all kind of come to to see A, discoverability of other things they like and B, yeah, like some tweets and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's infrastructure. It's not really a actual platform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do use it, but if you look at Substack notes, it's really just like people who write newsletters talking to each other. Talking about- to each other, yeah. It's not. And the Substack Notes beta is basically people complaining about like, has anyone else noticed that the open rates have dropped on their emails? Yeah, it's just really thrilling stuff. <laughs> you really you, you need to like I mean look, I don't wanna I don't wanna admit it, but one of the great thrills of Twitter, you know, you could see a post which is a quote tweet where someone is like brutally cancelling someone for a completely nothing slight. <laughs> innocuous kind of completely sentence. innocuous tweet. And then you scroll down through replies and then you maybe see like a cartel execution video. <laughs> That's that that it's hard know, to replicate. That is mojo. <laughs> that is so hard to replicate. 